Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Blue Planet and Blue Planet 2. Today, we will be discussing Blue Planet 2, Episode 2, titled... The Deep. Okay, so... This is another really good, really fascinating, really brilliantly crafted, phenomenal episode that I enjoyed the hell out of. This is sort of... A direct example of what I was talking about with Episode 1... Where Blue Planet 2, sometimes to great effectiveness, just says, Okay, let's go back to this thing we did in the original Blue Planet. And do that again, but better. Let's do that, but even better. And so they literally just do their episode on the deep again. Touching upon most of the same points. Like, substantively speaking, I can talk about this episode on its own merits all day, but there's not a whole lot I can say about it that I haven't already said about the original Deep episode. But, they're able to do much sharper images, they're able to pack more of a punch, they're just able to show off more of the Deep Seas this time around. Especially since... The deep seas are like the least explored environment this show explores. So of course we're going to go back there. And of course we're going to do that episode literally all over again. Like it just makes sense. And it really, really works. Even though you're literally just watching the same episode again, it never feels like that, if that makes sense. Uh, It does a great job of showing how weird and how little we know about uh the deep seas like you see all of these creatures like straight out of science fiction and you're like holy crap this is bizarre and insane and we know literally nothing and jesus christ honestly if the bbc wanted to they could do an entire series just about the deep no question If they wanted to throw the money at it, and if David Attenborough wanted uh, to put the weight behind it, they could absolutely do just an entire series on the Deep Seas. That's how weird and wonderful and fascinating it is. Uh, They go back through a lot of the geography of the Deep Seas very, very well, just like they did last time. Uh, You see salt brine lakes again. One of my favorite elements of the original series. Uh, And they kind of give you more of a picture on it. Because again, sharper quality, better images, better cinematography. So you get more detail on that. You see that indeed like the like coastal lines around the salt brine lake is actually like the bodies of fish that have just swam in there and gone into toxic shock. And oh my god, turns out if sea creatures spend too much time in there, they go into toxic shock and literally die. 
and you get this really amazing scene where this, like, eel goes in, spends a little bit too long, and then just starts twisting and contorting, uh, and then it, like, just barely escapes. And then there's this montage of, like, animals that did not (laughs) escape. And, oh boy, it's brutal. Uh, You see this, like, deep-sea coral reef. Technical difficulties, I'm back at an issue, but I'm recording again. Anyway, Deep Sea Coral Reef. It's awesome. It's really beautiful. It's absolutely striking, and I love it. It's so, so freaking awesome. And they, they just guide you through how these coral can live all the way down at this depth. Like, they don't actually rely on, like, the algae inside them the way surface-level coral do. Uh, They just rely on food that drifts into them, and they grow, like, a hair's length every year. But they live up to, like, 4,000 years, so they're just, like, all ancient. And, uh... We also see how we're effing it up. <laughs> we ruined it. Like we do like we do everything on this planet. And of course this show is going to touch upon stuff like that every episode. Uh, apparently because of overfishing on the surface, uh some deep sea predators are just sort of turning their attention to like the sea floor. And just reducing it to rubble, particularly deep sea coral. And so it's just, it's just a bunch of rubble. It's just a bunch of destruction down there. Uh, we see some trenches where life, we thought, couldn't exist. But turns out it does. Turns out there's like sea slugs and shit. There's a snailfish in there. Like... Life exists perfectly fine, turns out. And it's just this other separate ecosystem with separate adaptations uh, for separate methods of survival, uh, particularly the Mariana Trench. Uh, It's insane. Uh, They end the episode with this look at, like, underwater volcanoes on the mid-ocean ridge, uh, some vents, some deep-sea vents, one of which produces hydrocarbon, which might just be the reason why life exists on this planet. Like, life may have started at a vent like that. Which is crazy to think about. Just like a deep-sea vent is where life began, quite possibly. That is wild. Uh, They redo their whale segment with, like, the decaying sperm whale at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, But they add just a little bit more of a punch, where this time you see sharks that are just brutalizing it. Uh, You see them competing for portions of the whale carcass. And it becomes this, like, insane shoving competition. Uh, You see them, like, just sort of shake loose some blood. And blood just goes into the water, so it's this very bloody, very gritty scene. Uh, just adding some more intensity in there. Uh, and you also get what the original one did with this sequence, where it's just like, literally everyone's depending on this whale carcass 
for a long period of time. Just more and more and more and more creatures. And I didn't silence my phone like an idiot. And more and more and more and more and more creatures just come back and, like, feast on the scraps. Like, sharks come and eat a wide, uh, a wide portion of it. Crabs come and eat some shit. Uh, frickin' little worms eat some little bits of fat in the bone. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, there's this one segment involving some squid that initially start eating, like, this swarm of lanternfish, and you're like, oh, man, they're, they're just going around eating this shit. Wow, that, that's some cool predatoring. Uh, it's got some suckers on its tentacles, and it's, like, pulling them in. And then the squid resort to cannibalism? Like, lanternfish runs out, no more of that swarm. And then a squid just, like, turns to its friend and is like, Hey, you look pretty tasty. And then just gobbles up the other squid! <laughs> and, like, to hide it from everyone else, it just releases a smoke screen of black ink, like, You didn't see anything. You never saw me resort to cannibalism. And then as it's walking away with the other squid it's eating... Like, a bigger squid <laughs> comes along and is like, Hey, you eating your friend? Well, maybe I want to eat your friend. And it just takes the other squid. <laughs> and now that's eating the squid that the first squid was going to be eaten. Squids are cannibals. <laughs> or at least this species of squid. At least this form of squid. It's insane. It's the most insane thing. Uh, there's also another really cool segment that's really, really awesome. Where these there's these shrimp that just by happenstance lived in a sponge their entire life. Like, I guess when they went out into the world, they just randomly drifted into a sponge. And they're just living there their entire lives. And they can't leave because they grew... So big they can no longer fit through the sponge walls. But they're still living in there, having a good time. It's like a male and a female, so they got all the nutrients they need. Uh, they're breeding real good. They got a bunch of eggs, and they're just having a nice life in the sponge. And they're going to live longer, even though they are prisoners, basically. They're going to live a longer life because they're not just wandering around aimlessly uh, in full view of predators. It it's really, really fascinating how just happenstance led to like the ideal shrimp life it's weird man it's really weird the deep seas are awesome <laughs> the deep seas are awesome and bizarre and incredible and i love this episode so much as i loved uh the original deep sea episode in the first blue planet uh and yeah that's it that's the episode uh mostly retreading the same things we've seen before just a little bit better but honestly don't care because the better is so much better that it, like, feels like something genuinely new. Uh, so get ready for a lot of that. Because Blue Planet 2 very much intended to be an updated version of the Blue Planet. And in that, in that instance, it succeeds. Because I honestly think this is superior to its predecessor. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. 
And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing Blue Planet 2, Episode 3. Talk to you then.